it works best that way. Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. On all fronts? On both fronts. All makes it sound like we have more mics than two. But we do. I mean, we have more mics, but this is a very boring conversation. And it's nowhere near as exciting as penises rotting off because they weren't pierced properly. Or kept clean. Which is a very exciting conversation. Gentlemen, those of you with penises, keep your willies clean. We are you gotta ca- clean out that smegma. We are kink cast. There is no Sarah, only Dana. And there is no Dana, there is only Zool. And, I thought she was uh, Dana now. We weren't allowed to call her Zool anymore. Oh, man. <laughs> You're just my foil today, huh? Um, Always a foil. Yeah, that's, that's Ten typical foil. behavior. We're kink cast. Please go over who you are. And then, after you've done that, you could say, like, what piercing you would get or have. Chris, don't get away from the mic, buddy. <laughs> Hi. I'm Chris. You're clipping. I'm not clipping. You're clipping. You're clippy. Okay. <laughs> what piercing would you get, bud? I'm Chris, and I would get an eye piercing. An eye piercing? Like an eyebrow piercing? No, an eyelid. Oh. Yeah, I saw a picture of that one earlier. Yeah, it's that gross. That looks pretty painful. Yeah, I wouldn't get a piercing. Yeah, not even in your ear to look cool. No. Get some, get some ice in there. If I had to get one, fine, I'll sit back. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm more worried about the doggy sounds. Oh, it'll be fine. I won't pick them up. Mm, I don't know about that, but okay. Who does? He's that? a loud lapper. Who does the? Ed- <laughs> Who does the editing? Uh, you. Uh, I would uh, get. If I had to get a piercing. Mm-hmm. Get a yeah. big old Prince Albert right in the penis. Just make up your mind. It has mind. to be sexual. This is the worst top. This is the worst thing. Not. Just, I don't want any of them. Just do what I'm going to do and just like I just, get a normal piercing or a whatever. Normal. I would get a ladder, I guess. Oh, no, right. it has to be sexual, right? Yeah, sure. A if ladder isn't a sexu- bad choice. It's not a bad choice. It doesn't. It just goes through the skin around the shaft, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. we're going to go through all of them. On that one. Of course, of this episode, a ladder is, of course, a <laughs> vertical piercing that goes into the shaft of the penis. Is there a piercing <clears throat> like, where I can get from my nutsack through my butthole, like, like that one vagina piercing? <laughs> if you go into extreme body modification, anything it's is called possible. a gooch piercing. But it doesn't yeah. go through the ball sack. It goes under the ball sack. No, I want it through the ball sack. Every okay. time you take a shit, you're going to tear your balls off. <laughs> um, I think that's the most R-rated <laughs> sentence I've ever gotten to say. I'm very happy. Well, all of these seem horrible to me, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd, I would get the ladder. The ladder seems the most yeah. innocuous. I think that's, that's probably like the easiest, safest choice. My balls and... Plus, have retreated up inside me to hide in. <laughs> Plus, it's it's pleasurable for her, if, if that's what you're into. No. I guess I gotta change then, right? It's, <laughs> it's like ripped for her pleasure. Um, but there, I mean, like, that's, I don't know. It's, I guess it's kind of like the, the sexual difference between some of these piercings, because some of them do you favors, like penis people... Have pe- nope. peoples with penises favors, and then some of them do favors for. I can't imagine with how those so. would be pleasurable for a penis. But that's a discussion. We're supposed to be in the introduction where we decide should we get. And I'm 
This is a tough question. Just, so why don't you go? I said I ladder. Do, I said ladder you, like five minutes ago. Ear. I would get my ear pierced. No, sexual piercing. The, the ear is a very sexual part it's, of the body. You cannot argue that the, the ear, ear is, sexual. is sexual to me. The ear is... Yes. Yes. Yes, Berkeley. Oh, don't bite me, buddy. <laughs> the ear is the most sexual part of the face. It is... No, he's arguing with you because it's saying it's not sexual. The most sexual part of the face is your mouth. Uh-huh. Not if you're grossed out by mouths. The the ears can be very sexual. If you if you get into yeah. a coma, you hire prostitutes to tickle your ears. I saw it in a movie once. Ooh. The Intouchables, not the Untouchables. The Intouchables. It was French. But how else do you attract a lady other than your words, which come out of your mouth hole? Also, your tongue. Yeah, Gene Simmons. I'm giving up on this conversation, and also Dana can't come in because and, she's back in her seat. So. And your wallet. Well, the wallet's I'm gonna not get a my sexual organ. Pierced. Your wallet. Name a sexual organ you would get pierced. One of the ones we have up on the board. Toe. It's not a piercing. Um, you can't just get pick a cop-out answer. Hair. <laughs> it's just getting your hair cut. Shirt. Buttons. Uh, if I had to get asexual piercing, I would probably get the Princess Albertina, and that is my final answer. So the Prince Albert? No. Would you get it with Princess a rhinestone Albertina. bit of jewelry? No, I think if I had to get like any kind of jewelry, it would probably be like a cool tie-in jewelry to a cool movie franchise. Like maybe like Deadpool or Robot Chicken, something that all the cool people who get laid a lot watch. So like I'd have like the, the chicken for Robot Chicken like, hanging off a little bit. So, like, when ladies are down, they know, like, he has mature taste in well-written television. I think that's fair. I used to have a belly button piercing with Batman. The Batman symbol coming in my belly button. If Batman were to come into our universe, he would be very confused by all the things that he's been put on and done. Yeah. Done to. Yeah, he'd be very famous, which I don't think he wants to be. What well, he'd yeah. also be confused by the belly button piercings and the underwear and the dildos and the. Also, Bruce oh, would yeah. probably be really he's sad like, because he's not making royalties on all of this. He's going down on Vicky Vale and it's like, what the hell? Why do you, why do you have my symbol on you? <laughs> really, any fictional character. And then he has to dart off and to rescue somebody because he saw a symbol out in the night. That's funny. Really, any fictional character would be sheerly terrified to come into our universe where we just do terrible things to them online and actual crises are more of a moral gray area. Well, I'm Dana. Um, oh, good. Today we're talking about genital piercings. Um, I think if I had to go with one, I mean, I've I've tried the vertical clitoral hood and it's fun, but probably would not do that one again. So probably a labia piercing. Not the one that goes through your butthole? Or a dermal a dermal piercing, like, right above, like, right above in the kitty? The hood? You no. can't just call it the kitty, because now we're no, going to very like specific like, parts. No, up high. It's, up high. it's on, like, your pelvic bone. Oh, the pelvic okay. piercing. Yeah. Like, the, the pubic piercing. Yeah, yes. Those are male. Those are uh, uh, like a gender neutral. Yeah. yeah. Which just goes right through where the... Where the pubis ends and the genital begins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems like the most sane one, not to insult anybody, mm-hmm. but of all the genital piercings that we looked at, the one that is just kind of on the, the pubis, mm-hmm. that's kind of refreshing. 
It's not in the way. It's a nice little button. I mean, it's a very immature thought that I'm sure people in the piercing community really hate to hear, but mm-hmm. all I can think whenever I look at a piercing is, Jesus, it would hurt if that got ripped out. That's and that thought alone is what keeps me from enjoying even looking at a piercing. There's a little skit about that on uh, Portlandia. Oh, Portlandia. That's what I think about. Where uh, someone's yeah. got ears gauged and it gets caught and... Wait, yeah. Well, there's the I old, just recently uh, watched that episode. The old internet urban legend. It's probably a faked, uh, faked image, but the master lock in the ear. Don't put a master lock in the ear to get something they wanted out of somebody. Maybe that was some chastity. Yeah, that's some uh, real chastity yeah. shit. Right there. <laughs> so I guess we should just run into our disclaimer real quick. Even though today's kind of got that like lackadaisical last day of school feel to it, like no rules matter and dogs can eat in the classroom. <laughs> like I can choose this right now. I'm sorry. He's Anyways, a good dog. He's a good doggy. Anyways, yeah. our disclaimer is we don't make fun of anybody. We make fun because sex is kind of hilarious and there's some weird stuff. But we're not trying to shame anybody's fantasies. We're not trying to make anybody like themselves less. As long as safety, sanity, and consent are respected, as well as the age of consent and uh, healthy relationships, we don't give a shit what you do. We're just here to take a look and have fun. Heck, let your freak flag fly. So the first topic I had... Before we go into, because we're going to go through every type of piercing for the different sexual organs. Yeah. But the very first topic I wanted to go into was reasoning, which Mm -hmm. is, as I've discussed in previous episodes, there's internal and external fetishes. Uh, The idea that something can be sexually arousing entirely because of the fantasy of it, of the way it exists inside of your own mind, i.e. internal. Well, you can also have a fetish that is external of this creates a stimulus that I enjoy. And piercings are right down the middle, in my opinion, mm-hmm. of you're going to have people who are getting these piercings entirely because of what they do physically to them, and also people who are doing them because of what they appear. I think I can speak personally of having been with a partner who had nipple piercings, and they hated them. They ruined nipple play. They never got to enjoy having their nipples played with ever again, but at least they got to look cool, which was sexually arousing to them. The idea that they looked threatening with a pierced nipple. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's you really can still sad. enjoy nipple play. Just uh, put some electrodes on those. Maybe they're just not as sensitive. Do they lose sens- sensitivity? I think they lost sensitivity. And also, every single time that someone touched her nipple, mm-hmm. there was a piece of metal inside of it. Yeah. So it kind of felt like it would if you had, I don't know, like a thumbtack in your mouth. Well, it's not a pointy piece of metal, though. No, that's fair. I'm just being judgmental. It'd be more like if you had keys in your mouth. So, one thing that I found, um, reasons for piercing, most is for self... Uh, some of them are for self-expression as well, so it's kind of like an empowering thing. Um, a lot of times people feel empowered um, in, in kind of their own sexuality whenever they get this done. Um, and then also, it's it can definitely enhance their own pleasure or their partner's pleasure. So that's one reason why a lot of people are doing that as well. So it's, it's you know, there's internal reasons. It's also for appearances. Some people think it just looks sexy. Um, but, yeah, you can definitely they are have sexy. some other. <laughs> they are sexy, but you don't want one. Oh, the penis <laughs> ones are not sexy. The penis ones are horrifying to me. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine getting a piercing for the feeling. If I was going to get a piercing, it would be to tell my dad he can't control me. Oh, okay. So a rebellious kind of aspect. I, I, you can't stop me, Dad. This is my body. It belongs to me. Yeah. I'm going to get my ear pierced, and then I'm going to get that weird gauge that goes in the back of my neck. 
You're not the boss of me now. You're not the boss of me now. Wow. Malcolm's that's, dad. That's interesting. Well, um. Yeah, but, uh, uh no, I, I do find, uh, female piercings attractive. Okay. But, uh. I the male genital piercings are are nothing but terrifying to me. Mm-hmm. Like they they make me hurt even looking at like the diagrams that you drew. That's they hurt that's, me. Yeah, that's how I feel about like looking at women's piercings. I'm like, oh my god, all of those would hurt so bad. The only one that's worth it to me is the vertical clitoral hood one because it feels good whenever you walk in tight jeans. So I, like, <laughs> I've it. never met a person, and I have had conversations with a lot of people with body piercings. And they always seem burdened by them. I mean, that's what makes a face piercing. I love a pierced nose. Like, that is absolutely one of the yeah. sexiest things in the world to me is a pierced nose. Um, and, I, and I've had close guy friends who had um, pierced noses, too. And I thought it was a handsome look. Um, love a good face piercing. You take care of it. It's not that difficult. It's an accessory. It doesn't make kissing hard. It, it's whatever. Every body piercing I've ever encountered has caused more trouble than it seemed like it was worth. Mm-hmm. And... I, we looked into it this week. I have a hard time believing the external fetish part of it too. I have a hard, I, 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 I can have a see hard time believing, if, unless you are genuinely turned on by pain. Mm-hmm. I have I a hard can, time believing that it causes greater pleasure. I can see it for the clitoral, clitoral hood piercing. Uh, not so much for the uh, Prince Albert, the dolphin. Mm-hmm. The latter, not for the male. Uh, the one that goes through the butthole. No. Mm-hmm. The but the the one that for in a woman, um, the perineum, yeah, um, one is usually referred to as very pleasurable for him because it's kind of like a harder surface to like kind of that I strokes the that. underside of the penis. I can see that. So it's it's kind of I mean there's there are, it really depends on what you're doing it for and what's what's pleasurable or enjoyable about it. Um, <clears throat> I found a couple of really interesting surveys. Um, one survey of 454 college undergraduates found that 1% of men and 2.4% of women had pierced their genitals, uh, which I thought was interesting. So I would think it would be more guys piercing their penises um, because a lot of guys, if they need help with length um, or if they're wanting to, you know, like make themselves a little bit more sexually appealing. Sometimes piercings can, can give that. Like if, See, you, if you're having a conversation with a cute guy and he's like, Oh yeah, I have a pierced penis. And you're like, Oh, I want to, I want to see that. Um, so it just kind of is, it's interesting. I guess it's sexually alluring. Yeah. Um, but, but like, I, I have never met a guy who's ever claimed to have a genital piercing. Cause I'm thinking I've, a lot of dudes are trying to fuck you, Chris, but I've met a lot of, Girls who have pier- who have genital piercings, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they weren't trying to fuck me either. <laughs> it's also fun to just talk about. Well, no, uh, it makes you sound like a badass. I actually want to put this idea in here because I don't think this has been said on this show yet. And um, you know, especially if you listen to Kinkcast as a way of getting more comfortable with sexuality, and you don't look up a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. it, it's very important that you put this in your mind right now. There is no way to make your penis bigger. Yeah. There is absolutely no way to make your penis bigger. There is no device. There is no diet. There is no pill. A lot of the pills they try and sell you are just going to give you a bigger erection through um, changing blood flow. And a lot of the devices that are going to stretch out your skin are just going to be extremely dangerous and not provide any additional length, girth, 
anything. Mm -hmm. There is no way to put something on your dick to make your dick bigger. The only way to make your dick bigger is to lose weight so you have the appearance of a larger dick by losing fat around the area. There's also surgery, but it doesn't actually make your dick bigger. It just Mm -hmm. pulls your dick out from your body more. So, real quick, just to establish this, so, so it is said, so it is known... You can't make your dick bigger. Ooh, or transplant. <laughs> transplant. So you, hap- he, they've had successful dick transplants. No, they have not. Yeah, they have. No, they have not. Yes, they have. There have been successful dick transplants. Yes, people have had dick transplants. Yeah, people who've lost their dicks, and then there's a, oh, an organ donor. Oh, I have to change my organ donor status because <laughs> you don't want to share your massive dick with yeah. some poor guy in a motorcycle accident. <laughs> it just—it's handwritten on my. Uh, on my driver's license, everything but dick. Leave, leave the penis. Um, like you're gonna need it, Mr. Um, Smith. You don't know. We've got what? you the biggest cock we could find. <laughs> Hardly <laughs> ever used. <laughs> One, hey, three hours at a time is enough. One other uh, survey found a national probability sample of 500 adults from 18 to 50 real re- uh, revealed. Excuse me. Uh, that 2% of men and 0.8% of women had piercings. So I think in the college young people section, uh, more of them will have, it's usually more women, but otherwise it's the other way around. You mean so, sexual piercings? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was very... Genital piercings. I was baffled by the idea that, first off, only 0.8% of women had piercings. And then the uh, further idea that men had more than women. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. So now, so now, um, once you know people get out of the college uh, undergrad range, um, the probability goes up. More men will have piercings than women, uh, which I found pretty interesting. The fact that it kind of you know changes over time. Yeah, I would have assumed it was college dropouts. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. No. Hey, that, Actually, that's kink shamey. Some people have PhDs. It's not kink shamey. Um, most the most common piercing uh, in men was the Prince Albert, uh, <sighs> which is a ring through the urethral opening and exits on the underside where the glands in the shaft meet. Now, what I don't know about the Prince Albert is is that one of those piercings where you can take it out and put it back in? Yeah. Okay, so it's not like some nose piercings where, like, once it's out, you got to have it done again. Yeah, no, once it's pierced, you can let it heal, and then um, you can change it out with different rings. Some people prefer a curved barbell. Other people prefer an entire ring. But usually, with if you're using it for sexual purposes, like sexual pleasure, you want a whole ring in there. So we're saying that... There's a nose piercing that you can't take out? 2%. Someone will close up Yeah, over someone time. close up if you don't put them back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I- so I assume the do a short one window. T- yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're saying two percent of the male population between eighteen and fifty mm-hmm. walk around with genital piercings. Yeah. And the Prince Albert is the most popular. The Prince Albert is the most popular. So if mm-hmm. if I think of a hundred people that I know in that that range, including like my dad and like all coworkers. Mm-hmm. Two of them have a metal stick that goes in their dick and comes out of the penis uh, neck. <laughs> Not or, necessarily. Or a ring. Or it, a ring. You also have to think of the demographics that you hang out with. Yeah. Uh, it my might, my you, good Christian friends. You might It might not ever overlap with the people that you know. Mm-hmm. So it could just be that there's a whole community where 50 to 100% of guys are getting their dicks pierced and you've never... It's the entirety of California. <laughs> well, let's not let's not discriminate or, or, or you know t- try to explain. But um, 
for women, the most common piercing is the horizontal bar or a ring through the clitoral hood, um, which is really an interesting one because it is not so much about the piercing, rather where the piercing is located that actually um, is the draw for maybe getting that particular and piercing. And get like a little buzzer on there. Yeah, exactly. Well, we'll get into that when I get into products. Um, other piercings for, for people with penises um, are ladders through the shaft or scrotal piercings. Uh, there's this also- one is, a, is near the base. Mm-hmm. So does the purpose of it is to make your penis longer while it's flaccid, correct? No, this, no. There's, there's going long ways and then going... Other ways. But if yeah, you the, ladder the ladder is horizontal. If you so if you're looking ladder, down at a penis, it's, like it's horizontal. Up. And if you see one going up and down, it's it's a it's a vertical one. So that's different. But, but the one that's ladder. the one that's horizontal is called a ladder. I don't know about what that one's oh. called. I think it's just a vertical piercing. A fallen ladder. Yeah, I don't Let's know. Let's just call it hot dog and hamburger style. How are you gonna fold your paper? <laughs> I guess I'd there rather get hamburger than I would hot dog. Hot dog scares me more. It, either one of them, mm-hmm. it looks like it's more, it's not for the guy. Yeah, it, no, it's it's more for, for pleasure and use, um, which is interesting because once a penis is flaccid, you wonder, like, how does that stack up? That's a that's a retractable ladder. <laughs> it's, like you have a helicopter. it's a rope. It's a rope ladder, yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I just, I had to, yeah, that's funny. Okay. <laughs> Um, uh, so there's also scrotal piercings. Um, some people will, will go and do that. Um, and then there's also the dolphin, which is the reverse Prince Albert. Um, instead of coming out, the bottom side of the penis will come out the top of the penis. Um, but still go pass through the urethral opening. That one's the most Um, painful one that I can think of. Uh, for women, uh, for ladies with, or people with vaginas, um, there's labial piercings, which um, are done a lot. Dermals, uh, which are placed in all over the place. Um, I think just, they're for a, the skin. They're yeah. for a little yeah. while. People were talking about getting getting vajazzled. That's kind of you know what that that is entailing. Wait, that um, that ended. Uh, it's still a thing. Good. Um, there's perineum. <laughs> made um, illegal piercings, um, which goes from the vagina opening, the bottom of the vaginal opening, into the anal. What is that um, one called? Uh, it's a perineum. Perineum. Oh, I don't know. Or however um, it's pronounced. But that's the one I've been calling the butthole piercing. Yeah, there are a bunch of actual butthole no. piercings, and that's been that's been something that's been um, I, everything I read about anal piercings. Um, there are strong recommendations to avoid this because there are so many different things that happen down there. Um, and it says, I, frankly, from everything I read, it just said for health and safety reasons, people are strongly advised to avoid anal piercings. Yeah, you get diarrhea and it gets all up in that second no. hole. Yeah. yeah, that's what concerned me about the one that goes into the vagina mm-hmm. and comes out the butt. Well, there, you're going to be pooping out your vagina. Well, no, no, no. You're, okay. you're breaching a very important dam. There's a very important line there between there, those two. There's a piece of skin. Unless you're a duck and you just have a cloaca, which I learned about on this show. Yeah, there is there is a piece of skin that before you actually go into the vagina, there's a piece of skin on the outside of that. It's it's it doesn't actually go into the vagina. It goes in like right by the opening of the vagina. So at the very base of it, uh, into the in through the yes. Does that make sense? So it's yeah, not going into the butthole and vagina proper. It's kind of going in. It's kind of just a grundle. Piercing. I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was bridging the gap. For yeah. a minute, I thought you were just explaining. Think to of it me. as a, a gooch. Piercing for women. Yeah, for a minute there, I, I thought you were Still just explaining to me it, that women have okay. a grundle. And I, I mean, was going to yeah. say, yes, I know no. that women have grundles. Yeah. Um, I understand. I just, I don't know why. 
Yeah, there are other risks in any piercing, um, like skin irritation, infections, or ripping or tearing of the skin at the piercing site, which is something that's you have to be really careful with with any kind of genital piercing because a lot of those are kind of right in sexual areas where things get rubbed. You're things a get button pulled. fly away from just ripping the damn thing out. Yeah, yeah. You this have to be is careful. like one of my like least un- like most uncomfortable episodes. It's a, this is like probably my only phobia. It's like. <laughs> Well, luckily, this isn't. I'm gonna have nightmares about this tonight. This is only episode uh, 11, 12? Mm-hmm. 11. This is only episode 11. You have much more nightmares to come. Yeah. No, I mean, this is like an actual like phobia. I, whenever I see someone with like a gauge or anything, the only thing I visualize is it being like, torn out. It being torn out. And I actually know someone who had their gauge torn out. And it's terrifying. And they just had to get the ends of their ears clipped off. Well, I mean, this always comes back to the old, like, idea of... I think it's even an internet urban legend of a couple goes and hooks up. And neither tells the other about their genital piercing. And their piercings hook into each other. And then in the middle thrust, they yank out. And they both lose a chunk of flesh. Okay, but there's no piercing that goes inside of a vagina like that. Anything can happen. These are hooks. These are hooks. No, they're not. They're those, also rings. Those all go inside the vagina. Any. No, no, they don't. That's the vagina. There's only one part of that that's the oh, vagina. Dana, yeah, but we are open-minded, but I have built my opinion on this in okay. fear and ignorance, and I will stay in my fear and my ignorance, because I feel safe here. You get that fallen over ladder, and you get it caught on the vaginal hood, the clitoral hood, that's that's going to pull. I'm, I'm saying this is probably an urban legend if, because how many people do you have sex with? Okay. You're, you're just okay. like... If I was going to jump on... And I'm you're talking. going down here. That vaginal hood is up here. The only thing that's going to rub on that is the man's pubic area. Okay, but, but you Dana, go, look you at go, this way. If you're about to jump onto a slip and slide <laughs> and you're going to go for eight feet and then off to the side of the slip and slide is like some broken glass and heroin needles. You're going to say... <laughs> Be on the slip and slide, you'll be fine. You could fall off the slip and slide. There's it a reason. There's a reason oh they put bumpers in bowling. Okay, which leads me to again reiterate the risks um, of possible ripping or tearing of skin at the piercing site. Also, a lot of these piercings can cause problems with condoms. Um, Oh, condom good. use. And so, therefore, uh, there is a small increase of contracting STDs because of yeah, this babies. problems with, yeah, problems with condom. Yeah, because uh, babies are the fitting. ultimate STD. At least for men, you can't put a condom on you one of those. You can. It you just will pop. It yeah, will, it's going it to tear. It will break. Honestly, um, you could put the ladder, especially if it's um, hamburger style, that might actually help. That's an extra precaution against the condom mm-hmm. coming off. You make sure and just wrap it around that thing. It's going to tear it's gonna, the. Yeah. It's going to tear it, though. No, if it was like a, if it didn't have a point. I mean, Chris, as much as we've been joking around, these piercings are not actual fish hooks. I, we, There's nothing I, sharp sticking out. These aren't safety pins. I know, but that's still, it's like you don't ever double bag it because that just causes more friction between the two surfaces and then ends up tearing them both instead of tearing one of them. You're adding something, an element there that has not been tested with the condom that will potentially cause it to tear. Sounds like you're going into a new market when you start making condoms specifically for men. For that 1%. Mm-hmm. Hey, 1% of the market is a lot larger than 0.01% of the market. 2%. Um, anyways, so yeah, it, uh, also the risk will vary depending on which piercing, its location, and if post-piercing instructions for healthy care are followed. Um, I know I had a belly button piercing. 
um, in, right after I got out of high school. You can't and control me, Dad. I Yeah, that's t- definitely what it was. Um, I got a cartilage piercing and a belly button piercing in the same week because um, I thought I was hardcore. And uh, that sucker got infected cartilage. so fast. Cartilage up in my ear. Oh, everyone yeah. says. Because um, I felt like a pirate. Anyways, um, so... Pirates come um, up on this show a lot. But yeah, no, it got infected and it was horrible. And so, yeah, you have to make sure that you follow those instructions very carefully if you get one of those. I will say this. Um, all of my research showed that the vast majority of genital piercers are happy with their piercing decision. Uh, this is between 73% and 90% of people are reporting. But Dana, there, wait, that, wait, let that me finish. evidence goes exactly against all of my ignorant beliefs and thoughts that I've brought into this. I tell people I'm happy too. General piercers are generally happy with their piercing decision. Therefore, it is fair to assume that for many piercers, the benefits outweigh the risks. So in the end, if what you're going for is a kinky, sexy thing to enjoy in the bedroom and piercing is what you are drawn to, the majority of the people that get this done and take care of it and are clean and are cautious, um, you know, they're pretty happy with it. So that's just putting out there. However... Uh, there are some weird kind of side things going on as well um, in terms of like social, um, uh, I don't stigma? know. Yeah, yeah. Social stigma kind of associated with weird piercings. Um, and this kind of goes, relates to tattoos as well. That was kind of like a combined uh, research institution that did this. To, to me, those are so different. Those are two, two entirely different things. They are. Tattoos? They are. Tattoos versus piercing. But a lot of times... They're both this... involve needles. Yeah. One time versus, like, permanently inside of you. Well, not permanently. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um... Wait, what? Chris, when you get a tattoo, the needle's not on you for the rest of time. The yeah, but it's permanently on you. Yeah, but it doesn't, like, hurt. Your tattoo can get, get caught in another tattoo. You, you know how Sarah, that girl who's on the show sometimes... You know, sometimes I touch her on the shoulder, and I've never gotten caught on her tattoo. Yeah, but you you have sprinkled semolina on her I tattoos did before. Sprinkle semolina on her tattoo when it was brand new. I had not slept in a while. It was a funny time. You, uh, Dana, yeah, yeah, I interrupted you. You're fine. Um, Am I? So what's interesting here is that very, you know, more recently, uh, National Health Service in the UK um, actually ruled to view consensual vaginal piercings as a crime. Um, Sometimes they're uh, forced in kind of like a coercive manner, but also uh, even consensual vaginal piercings are now a crime. So uh, it's considered female genital mutilation. Yeah, uh, the UK is backwards about a lot of stuff. They don't allow... uh Women with smaller... It's Australia. Bust size? No, it's the UK. It's the UK. I thought I swore that was Australia. Okay, what's the women one? with smaller bust size into porn anymore. So, like, if you have, like, under a B cup, or if you have, like, a B cup or smaller, you're not allowed in porn. Uh, Why? You're supposed to be a model who represents child pornography if you have an A cup. Uh, and so A cup models are not allowed to display their breasts as their breasts, can like constitute as child pornography it's not even that they wow. can't con- display their breasts they're not allowed to be in it yeah because yeah. that's amazing they're, they're backwards about a lot of stuff there's a they a few years ago attempted to ban porn pornography unless you uh got like whitelisted mm-hmm. so you had to like call that the government and be like i want porn on my uh internet and so they would you know Legal. I don't know if that ever passed, but that was they were trying to do it so that like if you were in the UK and you wanted to look at porn, you had to call the government and be like, "It's okay for me to have porn on my computer." 
Yeah. Wow. Chris, it sounds to me like calling it backwards to make uh, genital piercings illegal means that you're okay with them being legal. I don't care what anyone does to each other. Yay, that guided us into the point I was trying to reach. That's all I had. What point? Oh, that, you know, that for how gross we think this is, it's, you know, the libertarian viewpoint of I don't give a shit that they're doing it. Yeah, exactly. Don't call me that. And I think that it's important for people to kind of decide what works for them and then uh, experiment consensually and within the bounds of the rules of the, the law of the land, I guess. But um, also, who's going to be policing this? Like, oh, do you have a, a like, I don't know, I guess if they like body wand you with one of those metal detectors or something, maybe they'll figure out that you have a below the belt piercing or something. I don't know. That's there's, weird. There's yeah. The DPG, the <laughs> Department of Pierced Genitals. No, it's the same <laughs> It's the same thing with uh, outlawing abortions. The only thing yeah. it does is make it unsafe. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It means it's going to happen where it can't be policed, mm-hmm. where it can't be regulated. Like, yeah, done mm-hmm. with clean instruments. It has to be done, you know, in at back home. alleys yeah. at home. Well, I wouldn't even put it in the same boat as abortion just because that, that's... No, it's a, it's That's a substantive issue that I think both sides make arguments, even though I'm firmly embedded onto one side of that argument. I think that the other side is worth listening to despite being wrong. Genital piercing is just you're a fucking asshole if you want to stop people from doing it. No, yeah. but I, it is it's a proper metaphor because it is a fact that abortions do not go down when abortion is illegal. Mm-hmm. They stay at the same rate. It's just you they are happen in homes. I don't know, though. I think that something like abortions or, or a drug are, are, might become a necessity for someone, like heroin, where someone becomes so addicted to something that they're going to get it with, no matter what the government says. Something like a piercing is not so much of a necessity. So I don't know that if the government said you can't do this anymore, we're not going to allow tattoo shops to practice this. I don't know if much people would start getting tat- yeah. start getting piercings in, in like old, you know, under bridges and then like crack houses. I, I just don't think but it would happen as much. There's also like the extreme mentality of like when people get a tattoo, they get more tattoos. When people start getting piercings and start getting more exotic piercings, they tend to go go further and get more and more exotic mm-hmm. piercings. It It is a t- kind of addiction. It could become one, but I wouldn't say that it's it's standard. Do so you think this is this is um, kind of they're worried about the denigration of the society? Like, look at all these people with tattoos and piercings, and Almost like they're bringing down our cultural elitism. It's or the, something? It's the Reagan nineteen eighties Satan's out to get us. People yeah. with bones in their noses are the followers of the devil. It's bullshit. <laughs> it's just bullshit. Well, and one other thing that I kind of noticed, in, in kind of regards to this. Um, I found out that a lot of doctors have been noted to treat women with genital piercings less favorably. Um, there was a whole, a whole article written about this um, not that long ago about women that are going in to get their yearly, you know, like checkups and things like that. And uh, I've experienced this. Like you Is go in and doctors? you say, huh? Male doctors or? I don't know. It doesn't say. It, it just says doctors in general. Hmm. So um, like if you have hardware below the belt, um, you know, some doctors will kind of treat like a you a little drill. bit, treat you a little bit more insensitively um, than they probably should. No, so. that doesn't surprise me. I, I think that there's a large, you know, part of the population. I can sit here and bitch and moan about how piercings kind of gross me out, but mm-hmm. I would never think less of a person for having one. Right. And right. I think there's a huge part of the population who uses the same logic I do to create a. Um, a safe story for themselves that people with piercings are somehow lesser. Mm-hmm. I mean, dirty. It's, it's the same thing as, as fucking yiffing. 
mm-hmm. is we sit here and none of us would ever, you know, be interested in yiffing. Yiffing is kind of gross to us, but we're not going to sit here and pretend that we're somehow bigger, abandoning better your, people. You're abandoning your Blue Jay character? Uh, what was the name of that Blue Jay? I don't know. I forgot. I, I chose my own name, so it's easy to but, remember. But, uh, no, it's a, a huge part of, of, of sex and fetishism is making yourself bigger and better than someone else is say these people are rotten these people mm-hmm. are worthless the sexual fetish or sexual identity like Johnny Rotten yeah what they don't do it missionary that's against God and so it makes perfect sense that piercings would become this centralized piece of uh not pursuit what's what do they do to the witches they witch hunt they witch hunted them and in witch hunting them they used a C word right captured uh, persecute, I think, is the word I'm going for. But that's not a C that word. Start with a C. Cunt is a C word, though. Am I allowed to say that? I'm yeah. Cunt is words. the anatomical jewel of the whole thing. Okay. Yeah, because I, I love that word. I, I have a book it's on also, it. You want to borrow it? Sure. It's I also your fantastic. word, or the Australian's word for my best friend. Aww. Well, my cunt is my... No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's, Michael that's Hunt. Um, my cunt. Anyways, um, so should we talk a little bit about pop culture? I can't think of anything I've seen this in, except I've seen some stuff on the porn videos that you watch all week. What? Got Nailed it. In. Got it in. Um, I actually can't think of uh, many things that have had a piercing as a central part of a plot line. Brianna Orpheus had a belly button piercing, I think. I bring up the Venture Brothers. Mm-hmm. Way too much. Mm-hmm. Way too much, but it's my favorite show. So, pop culture, Dan. Yeah, um, uh, so I'm I, I'm not ashamed to admit I'm an avid Grey's Anatomy fan, Ooh, um, and there was there was a hilarious line, um, it, which was kind of used as a plot device um, whenever a husband, well, an ex former former husband and wife uh, came in and they were somehow attached to one another internally. And it's because he had gone out and gotten a Prince Albert, and she had an IUD, and that got. Um, somehow connected uh which is i don't i don't even know if that's actually even possible, possible. i'm pretty sure it's impossible I, but i think it might um, be uh gray's anatomy's pretty medically sound for a tv sh- show <laughs> sometimes it really <laughs> is um but this one was particularly hilarious because they were no longer married to each were other they... and had been married to other people but had had a random Wait, hookup was quick this... aside quick aside sometimes medically sound is not medically sound. Sometimes medically sound is an oxymoron because if yeah. you're only sound some of the time, you are not sound. But uh, was this uh, before or after they were in like a bus crash or a building falling down? Icicle, icicle <laughs> fell down. That happens icicle every fell. happens every year, right? Like um, the this, city experiences natural disasters, like left and right. Yeah, this was I think when um, Addison and Derek were trying to figure out their marriage, and things were already uncomfortable. And then they also had to guide this couple to unhook themselves very carefully using a, a machine, like an MRI machine, to basically figure out how to unhook from each other so that they could release and, and stuff. Anyways, the man ended up having a heart attack, and their daughter walked in on them together. Uh, still hooked together because she had gotten uh, some kind of a notice. And anyway, so the daughter came in and see her parents that were uh, divorced in this very uh, 
um, vulnerable position. And it was, it was pretty interesting. It's a pretty interesting episode and it was hilarious. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. Note to self IUD and maybe Prince Albert with a ring. Do not, do not go. I bet that episode was inspired by dogs because dogs have hook penises and they get stuck inside each other. Sometimes I feel like it could have been inspired by the old braces thing. You know, one guy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause a couple nerds are making out. Yeah. I think that might be it. It's like the whole, urban legend of people getting their faces stuck together and be like, how can we make this more gray? Yeah. How can we make this make this fit for ABC family television stations? Um, Not it family. was it was hilarious. Um that I was ass- that was my one big reference, um, only because I love Grey's Anatomy and I think it's great. But I do assume that's what the writers said in every episode. Mm-hmm. We have a concept. How do we make it more Gray. Make it more gray. Well, gray wasn't even involved in this one. This, I didn't this laugh. Particular. I wanted on the record that I didn't laugh at that joke. Uh, 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 <laughs> no. Me and everyone else. You're, referencing, you're referencing Fifty Shades of Gray. Shame on you. Um, oh, I wasn't. No, he was Gray's Anatomy. I know. Fifty Shades of Gray. How do we make anatomy. this more gray? Well, there's. It's. <laughs> How can we look uh, at Gray's Anatomy? We don't talk shit about Gray's Anatomy. Okay. What um, did that? Was this in season like twenty or like an earlier 34. one? Uh, I think this uh, was 34. in season three. She's got to like have, like settled down with someone now, right? I'm not going to reveal any spoilers on this episode of KingCast, which leads me to discuss one of our other awesome podcasts. Um, Chris, why don't you tell us about B-Movie Deathmatch if you're looking for something interesting to watch? In B-Movie Deathmatch, we play a game with movies in which we spoil the movies. They're usually terrible, so it doesn't matter. We play a little game with movies and make fun of movies. Uh, It's me and Tommy and uh, some of our friends on the show. Yes, uh, patented some of our friends. Oh, does does the political candidate no longer uh, go by his name? Oh, I, that's not the joke I was going for. But yeah, oh. maybe he wouldn't want his name on this. So to find out, you have to listen to B-Movie Deathmatch. <laughs> and then you have to forget that KingCast is associated with B-Movie Deathmatch. Yeah. But uh, if we've had uh, Dana on. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a... Uh, had some friends. It's a fun show. It's a fun time. We, uh, I'm making it sound really exciting. No, you're actually making it sound very desperate. Um, <laughs> it's a fun, goofy time. That's all you got to say. It's a, it's a show. It's about movies. We're a couple goobers. You move on. You're done. We watched Barbarella recently. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. Appropriate what? for this show. It what? is horrible. You watched Garbage Pail Kids. Uh, Garbage Pail Kids was better than Barbarella. But it was. Uh, I'm sorry to tell you, Dana. Barbarella is not a good movie. It's good when you're drunk and you have like 20 other people in the room and you're not watching the movie. You're just talking. Yeah. Okay. Because that's how I watched it um, whenever I was forced to watch it. Anywho. um, Okay. Thank you for talking about one of our other podcasts. I think that brings us to Dana's product corner, does it not? (coughs) I don't know. I feel like Dana was saying something. Um. Yeah, let's talk about products. So, oh, what's you really want to cool, talk about FestiCast? A lot of no, um, a lot of our really cool Listen the piercings Festicast. that are available um, for people with genital piercings. There are all kinds of um, things that you can. So the thing is, most of these have like either captive bead closures or um, like a screw um, top, like a ball yeah, that will screw, screw on the end yeah. of it. Um, so a lot of those actually have vibrating attachments that you can attach to them. Uh, if you want some kind of, uh, small, uh, vibrating thing. Um, I know a lot of barbells do it. A lot of curved barbells do it, but I don't know if a lot of rings do. Birds so if they're, if, it, if it's a captive bead Bees piercing, it may not it. be quite as, um, uh, 
as as, as useful in terms of that. Um, but there are a lot of different opportunities to. How are you um, supposed to curl when the barbells are vibrating, though? <laughs> <laughs> um, also, um, there are a lot of different, like, you know, fancy kinds of ones that are more like jewelry um, in terms of products. They're less for use and more for looks. Um, <clears throat> but there's a bunch of, of different things. But um, a lot of the different products that are out there are more geared towards appearance, um, different colors, you know, piercing jewelry, other kinds of mm-hmm. um balls like captive bead balls that you can put in there so it really depends on the on the kind of piercing that you have uh, or if it's gauged there's a million different kinds of gauge oh. uh, products that you can put in there including vibrating ones. and of course when it comes to piercings much like with your sex toys you know ball out I, i'm already going to go ahead and spoil the fdi for this one and okay. say it depends entirely on how much money you're paying mm-hmm. because uh if you're going to go get a 20 dollar prince albert you're probably going to get uh your penis to rot off and zombify. Uh, piercings Wait, are going to... Are they expensive? I, piercings no. are going to cost somewhere between anywhere from where as low as 20 to about as high as 250 for specialized mm-hmm. ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I would recommend for your specialized parts, spending the extra money to get a specialized pricing. And person who knows what they're doing. Um, apparently a lot of them have been botched. Um, by people who didn't know what they were doing. So a lot of clitoris piercings, you're not actually supposed to go through the clitoris. That's literally a bundle of nerves. So Just because a tattoo parlor slash piercing shop has a roof over its head and seems to be paying its bills doesn't mean it's a good place. There are, Every city has a place you should never go to. Find someone covered in tattoos and piercings, and if you want to go get one, talk to them because they will know where one is. If you want to know where to get a bad one, talk to a person with their piercing rotting off. Yeah, which you can easily find on the internet, I'm sure. Um, but There's no, actually a lot one of few situations where Yelp is extremely helpful. Yeah, is you want to you want to go to a five star place, and you absolutely want to pay top dollar for this. You are putting metal into your body. Do not cheap out. And you want good metal, also. Yes, like that's one of the problems that I had. Was like sometimes your body will just reject the metal that's that's used. So make sure that you're getting a high quality piece of jewelry as well as a well-placed um piercing you're not looking for the cheapest snack at the bus stop you are looking for a part of yourself that will be in your weight you don't just want like aluminum foil that's been rolled up and well that's safe (laughs) because that's not going to pierce your body (laughs) it'll crunch chris if you take if you take some tin foil and you just kind of wrap it around your 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 parts that's no. completely safe. You'll After be okay. you get it pierced, this isn't Thor. This is the oh, you're the going jewelry. to the hole. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh fuck! Says the person who's been moaning and groaning all episode and is now coming up with more painful ways to injure oneself. How's that more painful? It's, it's <laughs> it'll scratch all the way in and out. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been to Freebirds? Like, do you know about how to, how aluminum foil works? It's scratchy. Oh, I thought they had something to do with general piercing. No, <laughs> but they are they use a lot of foil. Anyways, um, okay, well that's basically all the products that I can think of, but definitely um be careful about the kinds of metals that you use. Make sure you're using hypoallergenic um or surgical steel. Um, they don't have any like weights to hang. Uh, I'm sure that they do. I think scrotal piercings sometimes when they're gauged are made so that they can pull Why? like it like a ball stretching sort of kind of process. Why would you gauge you screwed them. It, do, it it happens. People do it. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's their decision, their it's life, just, their body. You can reach inside and just 
touch. Yeah, but just because you don't think it's hot doesn't mean there aren't girls out there who think it's really hot. Mm-hmm. And yeah. guess what? You don't have to like it because yeah. other people will. My uh, my advice is always, and I've actually started adding this disclaimer onto every episode, is we as a podcast try to normalize things because sex is normal. People shouldn't be ashamed. But just because we've spent this episode normalizing this idea doesn't mean you should use our normalization as a way of peer pressuring someone mm-hmm. to do something they don't want to. If you have a partner who's being really pushy about getting a genital piercing and you don't want one, uh, here's someone saying, don't fucking get one because someone else wants you to get one. The only reason you should get a genital piercing is because you fucking want it. This more than most other kinks and fetishes. Mm-hmm. This is body modification. Unless they're that good in bed. Sure. Don't modify your body entirely because you want to impress someone, because someone told you to do it, because you've entered into a pact to do it, because you made a promise to do it. The only reason you should ever be modifying your body is because you want it. No drunken debts. Um, Yeah, also don't drink before you get a piercing. So that's pretty much You shouldn't be going to a tattoo parlor that would even let you in if you're drunk. Yeah. At the same time, though, like if it's something you thought about, I know that I read a couple of accounts online of of women that were going to get a vertical clitoral hood piercing. Um, And the most recent one that I found was on Vice um, News, I guess. Is that a news Anyways, one of the the contributors um, to their website basically um, went through a long process of like researching what it looks like, what the experience is like, like all the uh, doing research on the tattoo artist and uh, the sorry, the piercing artist and things like that. So make sure you do your homework before you go get this done. And uh, once you do, hopefully keep it clean and heal up and it'll be really enjoyable. Wait, did this vice person get a genital piercing just for a story? No. No, she, she had wanted it for a while. She had wanted it for a while, but she was concerned because good girls don't get genital piercings and then found out that she can still be a good girl with a really cool genital piercing that she likes because she put a blingy little Swarovski crystal um, curved barbell in it. Also, so. they don't cry. Maybe not, but mm-hmm. I would have. Mm-hmm. I did not cry whenever I had my VCH put in, but. What? Uh... I want to get an earring now. You should do it. I'm gonna get an earring, a little hook earring. Be really cool. You'll when I'm working, you when I'm working, and I'm like, I'm really sweaty, and wearing like a wife beater, and I'm like nailing things in, and then like the carpet delivery install lady comes in because we all know carpets are installed by gorgeous. Women. Are you just setting up a porn? Where one where I have an earring, I think it would boost my confidence level a lot. So <laughs> you would have a woman that's delivering carpet come in and be like that earring, and just rip her top off, and she's got piercings all up and down. Christopher P. Bacon. I would never rip a woman's top off. She would rip it off herself. Okay, that's okay. She would get it caught on one of her piercings, and it would shred itself because of all the piercings. Is her sh- is her piercing like a, a paper shredder? <laughs> is she walking around with just a paper shredder hanging off her We just keep talking about things getting caught on things. These things are polished. They're not meant to get caught on things. Yeah, but- what if you're asleep and it gets caught in the carpet? Why are you sleeping on the floor? Because he just I do some on the deli- delivery lady. Oh, so this brings at us at a construction place to the fetish danger index, which is a general guide of how dangerous or non-dangerous a fetish is. One, of course, meaning this fetish is extremely safe. Five, meaning this fetish is extremely dangerous. What are you trying to read? I was looking at your your explanation again. Of Where? the FBI, uh, FDI. Oh. Yeah. My FDI. Yeah. Um, for this one, I'm going to actually give it a U, like I did on dendrophilia. I feel like this one has too many facets to start grading it. 
Especially when quality You just gave concerned. a huge warning about it. I gave a huge warning, which means I don't think it can be a one. But I think that due to my own personal aversions to it, because I do have a huge personal aversion to this, I don't think I can safely give a, um, a rating. Uh, other than it's obviously not a five or a four or a one. Okay, it's a two. Yeah, that's <laughs> fuck. Fine, it's two. We you gave a huge disclaimer about making mm-hmm. sure you go somewhere safe, and like that's at least a three. There's something important you need to know about me. When I start talking, I don't know where I'm going to end up. Sometimes there's just a moment of silence, and I go, "I gotta fill this shit, otherwise people aren't going to look at me." And if people aren't looking at me, I'm going to wilt inside. So I open my mouth. Because I got to fill that airspace. And then <laughs> I'm on the stage. The lights are on me. And I have no idea what's going to happen. In regards of the FBI, I am going to give this a two and maybe verge on a two and a half. Because it does. Engaging in this kink does require vigilance, responsibility, and communication. As well as proper cleaning and uh, a healthy you know, um, sexual relationship with boundaries. Because I mean, if you can't wear condoms... Um, you need to, this needs to be, you know, something that you engage in, uh, either exclusively or with someone that you trust, that you're tested, that you're clean and, um, you can engage in this safely. Um, and also have done your homework and everything. So it it does, it requires quite a bit of vigilance, um, to have and keep good care of your piercing. Yeah. So I'm going to say two, two and a half closer to two and a half. Uh, I'm going to say three just because the precautions that you do need to take you in finding someone. because of your own personal bias because you hate people with piercings. And because it does keep you from being able to engage in safe sex with a condom. Mm-hmm. So with both of those yeah. in mind, you cannot, you can't, like as Tommy said, you can't, you know, skimp out on it. You have to be sure that you are spending the money to be as safe as possible. Right. And then even then, you cannot engage in what we would consider safe sex with, you know, a condom. Yeah. Or yeah. even like a dental dam or anything like that. Yeah. So I think it's... Or it's, if Grey's Anatomy is correct, a IUD. <laughs> that too. Unless you're talking about anal piercings, which we say no, no to that. No oh, go ahead. I'd give anal piercings a four. I would say it's, it's, you know, we recommend against it harshly, but it's not yeah. not off the charts. It's not a yeah. five. It's a four. Yeah. 4.25. I said no. No. no but no. as it's yeah. said every week, you know, any fetish can become a five if mm-hmm. you force it upon someone or don't mm-hmm. have self-control. It's so. true. It's true. All right. Well, that wraps up KinkCast. Um, I would like to take a moment to thank our sponsors, uh, Denton County Sticker Company, uh, who has made some excellent stickers uh, for us. And they uh, everything that they produce there is, as far as I have experienced, has been extremely high quality and very uh, well made. Um, also, they're affiliated with uh, Pint Services, which is another company here in Denton that uh, produces a lot of different signs and cups and things. Uh, all your all your promotional needs uh, can come from them. So, you, for um, Christmas this year, I am giving every member of my family a kink cast mug. It is a picture of the four of us hosts on this show, surrounded by penises and vaginas in various fetish situations. It's very, very uh, fancy, very classic. It's a great gift for your mom and dad. You give it to them. There's our beautiful faces over ladies burping and a, a yiffing cat lady. 
and a tentacle going into a woman's vagina, and they'll Fantastic. print it for you. Yeah. The name of this company that I forgot when I first started talking. Yeah, uh, Pint Services. Yeah, they'll print that cup for you. Um, also, we want to thank uh, one of our other sponsors, and that is um, uh, Midway Craft House here in Denton, Texas. A very interesting and unique convenience store. Usually features some sort of talented individual or individuals uh, participating in some kind of local arts, trivia, music, you name it. They have it there. Also, uh, a really great place to stop for a Twix bar if you're hungry. Good supporters of uh, local music. Mm -hmm. Bark, bark, said the dog. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. Berkeley's not here. I, I missed him, so I needed to cut in with that. Oh, is that it? You're yeah. telling me I can't talk anymore? I'm going to leave my mic on. Oh, wait, Chris's mic, so there's no point.